0: Welcome to Lucia Bianca, a safe place for those seeking refuge, peace, and enlightenment through spirit, nature, and magic. I'm Tamara, your host, and in each episode, I will talk about something that lights me up, like magic, chakra, manifestation, sound healing, crystal work, energy, and so much more. Lucia Bianca is Italian for white light. Are you ready to shine your own light and awaken your subconscious? Go on a journey with me. Hello, friends. After a very, very long break, I am so happy to return to you with a brand new episode. Something that I think many of us need to walk through and begin to heal. Today's episode, Remothering Yourself, is a live chat I have recently done in my private VIP group on Facebook. You are more than welcome to join it. I will provide a link in the show notes. It talks. Um, today's episode talks about childhood trauma that was specifically created due to a toxic or maybe missing relationship with our mothers. But it could also be a relationship with our fathers. So any parent that had a significant impact on our mental and physical well-being. Um, but in this particular chat, we are focusing on mother wounds and how to remother ourselves. That said, I do have some really amazing news coming up related to my podcast. So please make sure to subscribe and never miss an update. I am also posting a link to my newsletter where you can receive regular updates on my meditation and sound healing and yoga nidra classes here in the Tampa Bay area. Love you all and talk soon. All right, my wonderful Lucha Bianca VIP members, thank you so, so much for being here tonight. Um, This is such... um, Like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, this is something so important to me that I feel that for anyone who has struggled with any childhood issues, you could benefit from this. And um, from my own experience with healing some wounds caused by feeling like I, I've had to spend the last 10 plus years remothering myself. So, um... Most of the information that I will share with you today um, is a blend of different knowledge that I've acquired during the years. Some has been um, from seeing my own local therapists about, you know, uh, mental health issues or uh, trauma that I had to address. And that has helped me tremendously in this in the specific topic of remothering myself. Um, and I've also read and followed a lot of different um, psychotherapists and read their books uh, on codependency, emotional trauma, um, childhood trauma. Uh, uh, so it's it's something that I I really worked on for a long time. And a lot of the information I'll share with you today is also um, research from a licensed psychotherapist. Her name is Annie Wright, um, and she's um, also reinforced um, all the things that I have done and that I've discovered in my journey to remothering myself. So at any point, at, um, at any time during this live, if you do have... Any questions or comments? Uh, you know, anything you want to contribute and share with us, please um, put it in the comment section. I will be checking in uh, regularly. I do have my notes on the screen about all this because it's just a lot of stuff that I want to cover, and I just wanted to make sure I I covered it all. So, remothering ourselves. So, first, it's very important to remember that much of our current state of mind, patterns, habits, um, ideas, and preferences that we carry with us and the way we view the the world, ourselves and others, those current states are actually mostly formed during childhood. So during our childhood years, those formative years, the relationship with the people who nurtured us and raised us and helped us grow and taught us, uh, they left you know, a huge impression on who we are as people, on what we believe, the way we view everything. And of course, our mothers are one of the center top roles in our formative years for those of us who were raised by a mother, um, because we were basically nurtured and raised and, and, you know, it is a very instinct based, um, concept it's very natural for children to have an attachment to their mothers since you know they're born so obviously a lot of the energy and and thought and opinions and way of life and um you know that a mother has and is then conveyed to us as children so obviously it's very easy to see how those early relationships can really be responsible for you know, all the great things that we learned, all the great skills that we learned as children, all the great morals that were instilled in us. But unfortunately, um, those early years are also responsible for the, any trauma or any emotional wounds or any bad habits or ideologies that we've carried into adulthood. Because again, fathers and mothers are the primary people that really shaped us and our environment while we were growing up. So the reason why I chose um, to to focus on the mother role is um, specifically when it comes to being wounded in a mother relationship. Um, this this is very traumatic for us, and it does carry into childhood, um, for uh, especially if we had uh, you know a mother who couldn't meet all or most of the most important. Uh, needs such as mental, emotional, or physical needs. Now, I want to point out um, a couple of things here before we, we dive deeper into this subject. Um, I am focusing on remothering yourself. So, yes, we are talking specifically about the uh, natural relationship with um, our female parent, our mother, because it is such a, like I said, an instinctual, just very primal attachment that we have as babies with our mothers. But for those of you who perhaps had a fantastic relationship with your mother, or absolutely had a mother that met all of your needs and beyond, but perhaps had um, not a very ideal or a very healthy connection or relationship with your father figure, um, feel free to use the, the, the term um, self-parenting um, instead of me using remothering. Again, for the purpose of this live chat in this video, and episode, um, I want to focus more on the remothering part. but again, this can be um, you know a, an alternative term for uh, re you know, reparenting yourself. Um, so if mothering, mothering doesn't align, align with you, just please, you know, use the word parent and another very, very important thing I want to mention before we, we dive deeper into this is that this episode is not meant to talk about specifically our own mothers and our own experiences. Absolutely. You can share, um, but um, I want to make it clear that this is not an episode to bash mothers, um, who were not perhaps ideal, though we had a toxic relationship with, but it's really to learn from the experience and rediscover ways to remother ourselves and address any of the wounds that we still carry, um, from that primal female nurturing relationship that was lacking in some way. So this podcast episode is, um, a lot more about healing ourselves and remothering ourselves so that we can, you know, be more positive and more healthy and more functional. Um, so not as a, um, you know, uh, being, uh, being negative towards our mothers or our experiences. Hi, Jackie. Good to see you. Um, No worries. This will be posted in our group. So, um, you know, feel free to pop in whenever you can. Um, So, yeah, we are not, um, like I said, we're not going to bash our mothers. We're just going to focus on the positive and on the the things that we can do to remother ourselves. So the remothering concept, which is used a lot in psychotherapy and, you know, counseling, and a lot of us carry uh, this, this issue in our lives is, um, it could have stemmed from, uh, a mother figure in our life that was perhaps, uh, neglectful or, uh, you know, she, she was more of a avoid us kind of person, or perhaps someone who dealt with her own mental health challenges or her own emotional limitations. Um, it could also be that our mother, some of us may have, I'm not, personally for myself, but some of you, maybe um, you had a mother who passed away when you were very young, so, you know, you didn't have that strong, solid, feminine figure in your life as you were growing up into an adult. Or, unfortunately, there are some of us, um, and again, I use the word us as a collective, um, who had a mother who was maybe abusive in some way so there are a lot of different reasons why we might have had a toxic relationship with our mothers. Um, it could be that she was dealing um, with uh, her own pain, um, inherited pain of her own childhood um, you know uh, and it's it's not necessarily to justify behaviors that might have caused damage in her life but it's also important for me to, to share with you that understanding where the other person is coming from, um, it does help you heal. So it's never an excuse for the other person of, you know, for having caused any damage to you, but it is important to see if that person had limitations for whatever reason, you know, it does give you a sense of, Oh, it was because of this, it was still wrong. And I have, I have a right to be upset and I have a right to be mad about it. But I, it does give you another little piece of the puzzle, which all of this stuff really helps you. It teaches you how to, um, you know, be a better parent yourself, a, a better sister, or, you know, uh, a better, a better in person to yourself. So all of this really is about you healing. Um, you know, it could be that, some of our mothers were, like many of the women out there, just struggling to do the best they could um, and, you know, feeling the pressure of being this perfect wife and this perfect mother, perfect, you know, uh, friend and, and maybe working one or two jobs or maybe being a single mother and that she fell short despite her best efforts. So I think, again, it is crucial for us to understand that mothers are humans our mothers are humans and they were simply operating from their own humanity from learned pattern in their own childhood background their own limitations and what they have been taught as children um so even though it was not right to have passed down any type of like emotional trauma to us I do believe that as adults, we are, um, you know, we are responsible to sort through all of this pain and, and, you know, break the cycle so that not only we heal ourselves, but we don't, we don't put our children through the same emotional pain and, um, and we can just be overall healthier, functional people. So what does it mean exactly to remother yourself? Let's kind of clear that up. So to me, remothering ourselves means understanding what we lacked, whether emotionally, mentally or physically as children, because our mother was for one reason or another, unable to provide. And once we understand that, how can we now fill in those gaps as an adult in the best and healthiest way? So I completely believe and agree with, you know, a mother cannot necessarily be replaced and things that happened to your childhood or you lacked in your childhood cannot be suddenly just be provided and that void be filled and everything is fine as if you had a very healthy relationship with your mother i understand that but unfortunately we can't we can't be stuck in the past so we have to do the best we can to be in the moment and address whatever we need in the healthiest way so even though nothing may replace you know the healthiest happiest most loving and nurturing relationship with a mother we still can reach a certain level of healthy reparenting so that we can provide ourselves the things that our mothers did not. One way to do that is asking your your inner child you know thinking back and almost visualizing um yourself as a, a little boy or a little girl and in meditation, ask yourself, what is it that you need? What is it that hurt you from your mother's actions? What has she done or, you know, what did she say that really left uh, a lasting negative impression? Um, what actions did she take or maybe not take that really affect your mental health? Could things have been different and in what way? So, and then after we have those answers or a little bit of a direction, we can maybe start to provide those acts and solutions ourselves to ourselves the best way that we can. So the point of remothering is, again, we cannot replace or change our mother's experiences as we were growing up. We can go back in a time machine to our childhood and, you know, change what happened, but we are able to address the issues and the damage that that has caused caused us in the past and address it now in the present. We can now see and identify the blocks or the unmet needs um, and and begin to heal as adults and, again, break the cycle because I feel like many of us, for one reason or another, are stuck in these cycles where, well, my father was an alcoholic or my mother was abusive or i grew up really poor so i don't have a good healthy relationship with money or you know i didn't have access to college that means i i'm worthless for the entire rest of my life like those are cycles i strongly believe that those are cycles mental barriers and emotional blocks that we put up for ourselves so i do believe that um you know we have a chance of breaking that cycle if we are willing to do the painful work of looking at the past, looking at the issue, looking at whatever caused us trauma, and then start working with it. Now, I want to definitely um, point out that a lot of this work, you know, um, as much as it is amazing to do it yourself and what we are talking about today, specifically talks about steps that you can take to remother yourself. But I want to, um, you know, encourage you to seek medical help or professional counseling. If you do have some type of childhood trauma that um, has, you know, affected you somehow, still affects your day-to-day life or your mental health, um, you know, there is absolutely no shame in talking to a therapist and getting help. Um, Honestly, a big reason why I'm able to even... Talk, uh, talk to you about this right now is because of the many years of therapy that I had to do um, so please don't just use today's um, chat um, or only these steps to address any type of like emotional needs that you have um, so this is not a replacement for like you know, again, medical advice for mental health, or, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a professional licensed counselor. I'm just sharing my experience with this as a real person, as a fellow sister and friend to you. Um, so you feel less alone and you know that there are other people in this world that have struggled with the same issue. So the ability to remother ourselves does, comfort, does bring you comfort and relief. And this is, you know, really what I wish for you all um, if you have experienced this issue. So what are remothering wounds? Let's talk a little bit about identifying what could be issues that we still carry in our adult life um, since um, a toxic or unhealthy relationship with our mothers as a child. So obviously, each one of us is going to have a different experience um, to a different degree. Um, Some of the most common wounds that that could affect us um, and that I can tell you some I have experienced for myself are one, allowing or accepting poor or abusive treatment from others. So if we are stuck in a pattern or a habit that we kind of, You know, allow people to step um, over our boundaries and and, and just boss us around, or if we are sort of like used to, you know, receiving toxic treatment from others, that is a sign that um, we might have learned that in our childhood. Again, this doesn't necessarily mean it came from our mother, it could have come from a father or a significant um, person in our life as children, but. Most of the time that comes from, you know, childhood um, ways of accepting abuse or, you know, bad treatment just to keep the peace. And because as children, we are taught that we just have to listen and and behave, right? Um Number two is living out the unlived lives of our mothers and not being true to ourselves and our dreams. So that's very important because um, a lot of times in unhealthy relationships with our mothers is that, you know, we feel like there is this picture of the perfect daughter, the perfect son that they have wished for, you know, and they have planned out this entire life and persona and yeah, personality that they want us to have. And yes, they might have had it with their best intentions for us, but if it if it becomes toxic and unrealistic and it stifles or it did stifle us as a child in being and acting, you know, ourselves and discovering who we are, that causes a lot of trauma. Um, if we emotionally take care of others to the point that our own exhaustion and, you know, resentment... Uh, it comes to a boiling point um, that is another that could be another wound from childhood if we have unrealistic expectations in relationships um, you know if nothing is ever good enough um, if we are one of those people that believe that in order to to thrive in a relationship you constantly have to you know argue or be at each other's necks. Um, you know, if you grew up with the type of relationship with your mother where everything was a struggle, everything was a uh, conflict, um, that might be a pattern that you have learned. And again, I know I've said it probably like a few times already, but I will say it again this doesn't necessarily um, mean that this unhealthy habit or wound was picked up from your mother it could be some other person in your childhood that really affected you but again we are focusing on the mothering uh relationship now this one is the next one is a big one for me so a remothering wound may be shame believing that something is fundamentally wrong with you or that you're not worthy of love or not worthy of respect or maybe um you know, not feeling like you are the best that you can be. Um, so again, it goes into the unrealistic expectations. You know, maybe you grew up in an environment where um, you were, and I'm just making this up, like you may you may have been very, very artistic, but your mother had... Um, you know, this, this plan for you that you were supposed to be very, you know, like, um, studious and, and just hit the textbooks and, you know, do things by the book and, you know, become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. And it was to the point where it wasn't just looking out for your best interest or giving you advice, but it was like, you had to shut down a part of you that you really loved and that who you were really originally made to be on this earth because you felt belittled or shamed into you know being someone that wasn't good enough um just periodically checking the chat hi celeste and hi sandra Again, if you have any questions or comments, just drop them in the comment section. And if you can't stay for the whole chat, this will be posted in our group. So feel free to go back and watch it when you can. Um, Another remothering wound may be keeping yourself small physically, emotionally, mentally, not going for, you know, not going for it, not going for what you want to do, being afraid, just fearful of stepping fully into your power and who you were meant to be, you know, having no confidence, not feeling good enough, no matter what you seem to do. And the last remothering wound, um, and this is probably one of the deepest um most challenging one to live with and i know because i live with it um a remothering wound may be distrusting people not trusting other people not trusting the world uh putting up a very big wall and detaching yourself um that could be because you may have had a mother or even a father who um was very detached was very cold and you couldn't really rely on them they switched moods and you know as a child who craves safety and you know stability you might have developed distrust for your own mother which is terrible because you know you should be that is that should be your safest person growing up so that wound is one of the hardest ones to heal because if you're, if your own mother, you know, you couldn't really fully trust them, or if you couldn't, um, get the affection that you needed from them, the security you needed from them, how is everyone else in your life going to treat you? So that is like a big one. So now let's get to the po- to the part where I can actually share some of the things I have done, Um, you know, and this is thanks to some, you know, counseling advice and just reading and doing research on my own and also doing shadow work, which is the part of you that you have to discover and shine the light on and it's painful and it's ugly, but you have to do it because that's the only time you can start healing is if you approach the things that hurt you and that you've bottled up inside, and then you can start finally, saying, okay, yes, this was a problem. This is still a problem. This hurt me. You know, it wasn't fair that this happened to me as a child. I am angry. I am upset. And then you start healing. You start doing the work to heal. So I always say I'm a big fan of journaling. So getting a journal is a great way to begin the process of remodeling yourself. And I I like to start by writing down all of the things that I would expect a good, healthy, stable mother uh, would do for her children. So, without even considering your own parents, um, you know the things that you feel you should be doing as a parent. Just if you if you could write down the ideal mother and the good traits that you would expect a, a good mother to have, what would they be, right? So I guess if you want, you can think back to the things that your own mother should have done if you're like struggling because you, you know, maybe you didn't have a relationship with your mother or maybe it was so toxic that you're like, I have no idea because I haven't experienced that. Then yeah, go ahead and think back To the things that your own mother should have done or said in order to give you stability and safety and love, and you know, give you all the things that you needed. So, you know, some of the things that obviously mothers should be doing for their children is that they should make sure their children are fed and clean and they have, you know, their basic needs met. A good mother would be involved, at least to some degree, with school and schoolwork, homework, you know, offering guidance and direction and support in the children's education. A good mother would make sure that the child grows up as a well-rounded individual. And, you know, part of being a well-rounded child is having friends, um, healthy friendships, and socializing with other kids um, because that's a very important aspect of growing up a good mother is expected um, as best as she can to take care of her child if her child is sick so again i'm not saying that this should fall solely on a mother and that you know the father shouldn't have a role in helping with that but I think you know what I mean um you know if if a child is sick there is that is uh, something that usually a mother would would nurture and and take care of and um share duties with the father and make sure that the child um gets medicine if needed or rest or liquids or you know that can actually recover and heal A mother should always protect you from anything that is dangerous or anyone that is dangerous or a situation that is unsafe for you. And of course, a mother should encourage you um, throughout challenging times. She should uh, boost your confidence. She should give you good, solid advice. You know, she she can be someone you talk to and you run to and you trust. And, you know, you can... uh, ask questions that may be difficult and that she's willing to answer so that you can learn and become, you know, um, a better person. Okay. So once you write all of these things down, really start looking at which ones did your own mother lack, which ones do you feel were not provided to you as a child? And you know, really spend some time with that. Again, I think that this would be a really, really good exercise with a, like a therapist, if it's too painful for you. Um, but I think it's, it's important. It was important for me, um, to sit down and be really honest with myself and say, okay, well, what is it that I'm upset about? What am I angry about? You know, what is it that, that i lacked and that i still have a grudge about so once you identify those needs how can you specifically start nurturing yourself and providing some of those needs for yourself again so how can you basically step into that role of saying um you know maybe you were you weren't uh shown any affection growing up so what can you do to step into the mothering role for yourself so that you can show yourself some affection and kindness you know um maybe, um, one of the issues was that you didn't feel safe. You know, your mother had questionable people in and out of the house or, you know, maybe unhealthy relationships or not very ideal people around her. Um, and you were left alone a lot and you maybe didn't have a sense of stability and safety. Okay. So, Let's step in into the remothering role for ourselves. How can we have healthy relationships in our lives? You know, how can we seek out people that make us feel comfortable and safe when we are around them? How can we shield ourselves from toxic people? Okay, so if we identify there is a toxic person in our life that makes us feel really crappy, um, you know, how... How can we remove ourselves from that, and why, and and address the feeling of it, like how good it feels to be away from people who are negative? Um, maybe you grew up with um, a mother who was not very involved with your achievements, was not very encouraging. It seemed like you know what you did was never good enough. Okay, so we have identified that issue. How can we be our own cheerleaders? How can we celebrate our own accomplishments? Maybe we should write them down and, you know, just really close our eyes and just show gratitude for the wonderful accomplishments and how hard we've worked and hype our own selves up. Maybe treat ourselves to a special dinner or to a vacation just to celebrate. And you may need to go a little bit above and beyond because again, I know that you can change your past relationship with your mother. You can go back and and change your childhood and replace it fully. But maybe you can compensate for it enough to make you feel that you can be at a point of release and, and let go and just feel like you're healthier and stronger because of the things you've learned. I think one of the biggest things that I've had to learn about the remothering process for myself was to allow myself to feel the grief over whatever I lacked in my childhood because of what my mother wasn't able to provide, whether it was affection or stability or whatever allow yourself to feel that pain and that anger like allow yourself to cry over it allow yourself to be mad because you know a lot of times especially as I was first doing this work and coming to terms with it I would have people tell me oh it's fine you know you could have had it worse You know, there are kids out there who had way worse situations at home, way worse mothers, you know, just, just, you know, it's done and over with, let it go. And it really made me angry because it was dismissing a real, real painful part of my childhood. It was really upsetting to me that, you know, just because I had it better to some degree than maybe another child, my struggles and my emotional trauma and whatever happened to me was not important enough for me to be upset over so i don't believe in that i believe in feeling all the feelings accepting them and being okay with feeling sad or angry about them so allow yourself the time to feel all of the emotions that may come up when thinking back to your you know mother daughter mother son relationship growing up because once you do that then you can start resolving them and begin your healing on your own so some steps on, on how to remother yourself that have worked so well for me. Um, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier that, um, I have worked with a therapist for this and, um, this was like the, a, a very good step for me in starting to heal some of my mother daughter wounds. So I will share that my mother, um, all of her life strongly distrusted doctors, you know, any medical professionals. Um, she really distrusted most medications. Um, she was very like hyperactive about anything, thinking that everything was bad, that everything was going to kill me. Everything was going to make me really, really sick. And especially she despised therapists. She did not, you know, believe in um, psychotherapy, um, counselors, and really this affected me negatively a lot for a very, very long time because, you know, I remember being a child and a teenager struggling with a lot of like anxiety and um, in my teens, even a bad episode of depression um, and trying to deal with it all on my own and just bottling it up inside of me and then feeling like I was losing control and I couldn't take it anymore because it was too painful and then asking her to you know give me some advice and to take me to seek professional help and that was not met with a positive response well that created for a very long time shame and almost distrust in seeking help you know mental health help (laughs) so for years, you know, I dealt with anxiety and trauma on my own and I couldn't take it because I needed the help. So as an adult, you know, um, in a, it, it was a, a very brave and very important step for me in my remodeling process to encourage my own self in going to seek professional help like researching therapists in the area and then going to meet with them despite my fear, my my doubts because of what was instilled in me as a child that, oh, they're going to think you're crazy, that, you know, you're, you're going to ruin your life or they're going to give you a bunch of medications like that distrust and that fear and that negative thought pattern stayed with me for such a long time that, you know, If that hadn't happened and I had sought professional help sooner, my anxiety would have not gotten that out of control. So yes, that was a big remothering step for me, seeking outside professional help when needed. Another step that I took, and this was sort of by accident during a meditation session that I was doing for myself, and I'm so glad it happened, Uh, but I reconnected with my inner child, and I actually spoke to her, Um, not only spoke to her, but really listened to what she had to say or what she needed from me, so Again, I almost discovered this process by accident. Um, I was following a guided meditation online and it took a sudden turn and it was surprising because it brought me to a scene in um, in a forest where I met and saw myself as a young girl, probably around the age of eight or nine. And it was in that meditation that I discovered that that inner child, you know, my Myself as a little girl, she had been waiting for me for a very long time and that she was desperate to reconnect with me so that I could heal her wounds. So um, that was an incredible, powerful moment because I was able to actually remother myself as an adult to me as a little girl. I do have um this powerful detailed uh, meeting your inner child meditation uh recording that I am trying to upload onto my website. I would highly recommend it to anyone who wants to dive deeper into, you know, meeting actually meeting your inner child. Um that will be um available for purchase um in probably a few days. Um and it just it's incredibly powerful because once I met her, I I continuously go back. And every single time I go back, I uncover more pieces of the puzzle on, you know, what she needs, what she needed as a child and how I can provide that now. Reconnecting with your inner little girl or inner little boy goes straight to the source. So it meets you, your younger self in its raw, purest, innocent essence. And you can go really deep into the emotional needs that were not met. Um another step to remothering yourself is um, you know to nurture and really cuddle yourself self-care is a priority um in the same way as a mother would care for you as a child. So mothers among many other wonderful traits are usually known to be very nurturing beings Um, you know, using gentle touch and gentle words to reassure us and to be there for us. But if you had some lacking in this department as a child, you may need to provide the motherly nurturing and care for yourself. So this comes in the form of, you know, just doing self-care whenever you feel that you need it or want it but specifically in times of sickness so if you're having bad anxiety or you feel stressed um you know you feel like maybe you're just exhausted you know ask uh your ask yourself what it is what is it that i need what is it that would make me feel better right now is it maybe like a comfy blanket that i can cuddle up with maybe it's a nap Um, maybe it's a healthier meal or maybe it's a hot bath with some candles on, like really go ahead and do things that make you feel good, not only emotionally, but also physically. So if some days you just need to give yourself a hug and I know it seems kind of weird, but it actually helps if you try it, it does help. At the same time, if you have people in your life that you trust and they're loving and they're, you know, there for you to support you, you may also ask them to care for you in small ways. And, you know, sometimes the gesture of cooking a hot meal for someone can really can really mean a lot, you know? So if you have a significant other, and maybe you are usually the one who does the cooking, but you're having a bad mental health day or week, perhaps you can ask them, you can let them know, hey, I am not in a good place today. You know, would you mind providing for dinner tonight? Or can you just come sit with me for five minutes? A lot of times I I noticed in my own situation that sometimes I just need someone to sit with me Um, and again, that goes back to my mothering wound because I wanted my mom to just sit with me and just comfort me, even if it was in silence when I was struggling with something. So if you have a partner or good friends, you know, ask them to come sit with you, ask them to come just provide silent comfort, or ask them for a hug or extra time together, an extra touch from our partner. So, you know. If you know what you're lacking and and what it is you need, ask for it. Another important thing is listen to your body. So a mother, you know, is very good at making sure that our basic needs are met, you know, especially when it comes to feeding us and making sure we're sleeping and that, you know, we're drinking and hydrating and resting and all of that. So... Um, that is something that we can all do to ourselves, like listening to our body, making sure we eat healthy, um, making sure we make our sleep a priority, um, hydrate ourselves. Um, it can come in the form of making sure that we wear sunscreen or that we establish a good skincare routine or a good bedtime routine, good hygiene, being our own good cheerleaders and hyping ourselves up. So if we have, you know, a big project, to work the next day. And we are a little nervous about it. You know, basically, mother yourself and 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 just cheer yourself up and boost boost your confidence so that you know you feel like you do have someone in your corner that that encourages you. Um, another great way of listening to your body and meeting your basic needs is take mental health breaks. So you know, just like a loving mother slash parent knows when the child needs a nap, you may need some break from, I don't know, social media, for example. So if you're consuming so much social media and taking in so much energy from, from other people that is just becoming overwhelming, you may need to give yourself a break, you know? Um, so all of that stuff, like too much social media, um, or, too much you know partying or um just taking in so many people's bad traits and energy all of that can lead to feelings of low self-esteem or comparison to others which is like a huge issue that we have in today's society so mother yourself in allowing um distance from all that does not serve you Um, find things that bring you comfort and surround yourself with them. So, you know, mothering or remothering doesn't just have to be in the mother and child scenario. So in your adult life, you can find things that give you um, a similar feeling of love and security and safety. So, for example, for me, um, one way that makes me feel like kind of really good about myself and about my, you know my well-being is surrounding myself with good inspirational books that you know boost up my confidence that allow me to research a new skill or learn a new point of view and grow emotionally mentally physically um it Yoga and exercise is another way of, I like surrounding myself with people who work out. Um, I like going to my favorite yoga studios because I feel good. You know, the vibe aligns with what I wanna do and who I wanna be. Um, surround yourself with your favorite teas or coffee or pets. They're, they bring great nurturing and comfort. So it can be anything that just makes you feel good Um, fuzzy socks and comfy sweatpants or you know a favorite comfort meal that you can make for yourself once or twice a month so find things that you love and they bring you positive uh, you know comfort and surround yourself with them also know your worth so again mothers should be your best cheerleaders you know and mothering includes the constant reminder that you can be and do whatever you want. You can be who you want to be, you know, to reach for the sky. Um, It's that solid nurturing support system that tells you that you are more than enough, that you can achieve anything, that you're amazing, capable, beautiful, inside out, smart. So just as a good mother would constantly reinforce those, Um, in you, you can do that for yourself. Those are called affirmations. So the more you start, you know, talking positively to yourself and stating these affirmations daily, the more you feel, you know, happier and healthier. And, uh, you know, and if you find that The process of stating affirmations to yourself every day is a little bit too hard Um, write them down Uh, it's so weird and funny but I have affirmations that I printed out and I put them all over like weird places in my house that I would go and randomly find it and read it so like I have one in like the cabinet over my my washer and dryer (laughs) so it's funny when I have like company or family or friends visiting and they're going to like a pantry or whatever and they see like an affirmation affirmation that says you know I'm constantly bringing in money or I am incredibly healthy and they're like huh and I'm like yeah those are my affirmations you know but they work you find them you read them and they become a reminder so that you can you know be more positive and happy okay so the last step in remothering yourself are perhaps the most important one Um, and I think they're you know there are two things. The first thing is, can you remember things that your mother did to make you feel good, loved, and safe? So I know that we obviously have to focus on the bad stuff, on the negative, because that's the only way to heal, right? But can we also, for a moment think back to things that we might have experienced with our mothers that did make us feel great. And I say this not because I, you know, want you to cancel out all the bad things that happened to us by those few things that they did right. That's not what I mean. But I do think it's a good part of the healing process to also think of things that they have done and that did feel good. It's just part of the experience. And the last thing, it's also very, very important, is to ask ourselves what did we learn? What did we learn from our mothers? So, for some of us, that answer may be um, I learned not to be like her, and that's okay too. I learned to be kinder, I learned to be more resilient, to be a better parent to my own kids. So everything happens for a reason. And, you know, a lot of those things that happened that are bad, you know, there is sometimes no good reason. But at at least we should be able to find something to take away from that experience. So for me, breaking the cycle and doing things in a more... Efficient and happier and healthier way for my kids, that was my way of taking something from that painful lesson. So, you know, maybe it's the fact that you were able to thrive and grow into a good functional human being despite having a toxic relationship as a child with your mother. So find at least one thing that you have learned from the situation that you can apply in your everyday life to be a better person or to be a better parent. So, um, I really, really hope that those of you, um, who may have struggled with, um, you know, motherly relationships, you have found this to be at least, um, of some comfort or at least a little inspirational and helpful so that you can start healing and start taking steps to, you know, work on some of those wounds and hopefully break the cycle as well. Um, I will hang out for just a couple of minutes to see if anyone in the group has any questions or comments. So feel free to add them into the chat. Uh, Carrie says, my nanny played the role of the mom. My mom was like a big sister and my dad was the awesomest dad in the universe. And that's also a very, very cool thing to be able to say that for those of us that maybe did not have a very good or ideal relationship with our mothers, it did really help to have a father in the picture who maybe balanced things out a little bit or provided some of the things that we lacked um, from our mother relationship. So, yeah, you know, sometimes the the best mother role or mother figure is filled by a person that is not related by blood, like a nanny. So, you know, remothering, this is basically what Carrie said about her nanny is the perfect example on how you can mother yourself or someone else, even though you may not have given birth to that person. You know, so it's kind of like a, a... a way to remember that you can still remother yourself to a certain extent even if you know you're not your own mother does that make sense so thank you for sharing that carrie and because this is going to be posted in the group just go ahead and remember that you can always watch it later and you can always you know ask questions or share comments or experiences and that we can all chip in and you know answer and provide support and comfort.